Welcome to the Revolutionary Insights Podcast number 32. The title of today's podcast is The Coming Civil War. It was a question mark. Uh, we'll be talking about that here in just a second, but let me also remind you to go to revolutionaryinsights.com where you can find the other podcast. Uh, I put out on a weekly basis, try to get them out on uh, Wednesdays. Also, you can find my uh, three books there in the store, uh, Inside the House of David, which is the latest one, which is a commentary in 2 Samuel, uh, Where's the Party, which is a, uh, a book, and then I've purposely made it a thin book, but it's a book on where the political parties stand in relation to the Ten Commandments and Prickett's Fort, which is a historical novel set in the frontier of 1778 and a uh, family-friendly novel. And, oh, by the way, it's also based on two true stories that actually did uh, occur. I just took a little liberties with putting them in the same place in the same year instead of being a year apart. Uh, you can also subscribe to my newsletter on the site. Um, the, uh, also, you can find me on Facebook at uh, facebook.com uh, slash uh, billhawkins.revolutionaryinsights. Uh, also remember, we've just started the uh, what I, we call RHYMES, which is a Revolutionary Insights Ministry Education Service. Matter of fact, we're having our first uh, link up today as far as this networking, uh, where we are uh, linking up a, a pastor with the uh, one of our clients, if you will, which is the uh, the Black Robe Regiment. Uh, and we can do the same thing for uh, for your non for not we'll say for your nonprofit for your for your ministry, uh, for your organization, if you're trying to uh, to reach uh, churches and uh, conservative people, actually, through the churches. Uh, so, let's get on now to uh, today's podcast. The coming Civil War question mark. So, here's the thing, is I have been around talking to people from various states, uh, various parts of the country, actually, uh, Christian and non-Christian alike, some people say that they sense another civil war coming on in America. So the question is, could it really happen? How far can patriotic Americans be pushed until they push back? How great is the divide between Democrats and Republicans? Are we headed toward a second American Revolution where instead of fighting to gain liberty, we are fighting to retain liberty? Since the founding of this nation... We have been a two-party system with the occasional third party that's come along, uh, usually some kind of popular issue that the neither party is uh, properly addressing. Uh, the Tea Party was uh, one of the latest versions of, of that, uh, where the problem with taxes was getting out of hand. So the Tea Party, which was a conservative organization, came along, and uh, the Republican Party, obviously since they were conservatives, listened and adopted a lot of their uh, a lot of things that they were pushing for since they had become so popular. The uh, if you listen to the political parties and the media, <laughs> no matter when in history, then uh, that and, and when in history that we weren't actually fighting a common enemies such as like World War II or World War One or things such as that. But one would think that the Union was about to dissolve, if you listen to them, because they were at each other's throats uh, during, uh, during peacetime. Um, now, and by the way, speaking of which, it almost did dissolve in the 1860s when the divisive issue of states' rights, which was magnified by the slavery issue, uh, that came along. And then a war was fought, and after four years, the, the Union was preserved through force of arms. 
Some people say that another war is brewing in America and that it's not too far off. However, this time, the issue is preserving liberties guaranteed in the Constitution, including the very freedoms this country is founded upon. So God has given me certain gifts. But <laughs> the gift of prophecy, in other words, seeing the future, is not one of those gifts. However, I do have the power of observation and years of practice seeing historical patterns um, that occur that can lead to an educated guess on what might be coming around the corner. That's what history is about. History is about identifying uh, patterns. And once you see these patterns start to repeat, and you look in the past when this happened, then this was the result. And if you see those same patterns, then you might say, well, this could be the very same result. Again, nobody knows the future. And uh, God hasn't given me some kind of vision. But I do have the power of observation. And I do have what I would like to call common sense. But um, let's look at these political parties here in America. Um, and what we're going to do, matter of fact, it looks like I'm probably going to end up doing a series with this. The, uh, I was going to do a whole different uh, topic. And uh, when I sat down to actually write some things out, it's kind of like God said, I want you to talk about this. So that's uh, what I'm going to do. But uh, when we do this, uh, this series, we're going to look at this at one issue at a, at a time. Uh, and what we're going to do, we're going to begin with the state of the political parties. Now, I mentioned above that our political parties have been battling it out ever since Jefferson and Hamilton and Washington's cabinet disagreed with the other on certain issues. Now, those days weren't all about division, though. Both parties had the same biblical worldview until the progressive movement began in the 1880s, and that's when progressives began to change the biblical worldview into a humanistic one. Take God out of the equation, replaced by man and, and only man. Uh, and well, obviously when I'm talking about man, I'm talking about mankind. So that humanistic philosophy found a home in the Democrat Party, while the Republican Party has stayed true to the biblical worldview. Now, does that mean that every Republican is a Christian? No, it does not mean that. It just means that we were founded on the Judeo-Christian ethic as far as the Republican Party, and they stayed true to it. The Democrat Party was also founded on the Judeo-Christian ethic, but the progressives, like as I said, they found a home in the Democrat Party, and they changed it. The Democrat Party is no longer based on biblical values. It's no longer based on what had traditionally been the values, of, for example, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, uh, the Bill of Rights, simple little things like that. So this change, at first, it was an economic one. The Democrats began favoring the economics of socialism, and the Republicans continued to espouse the economics of capitalism. Now, the New Deal is a great example of Democrat socialist economic thought. And incidentally, speaking of the New Deal, the New Deal did not get us out of the Great Depression. Uh, World War II got us out of the Great Depression. So don't think that, well, the New Deal worked because it did not work. Um, that was just a Democrat's attempt at uh, trying to solve the, solve the problem of this Great Depression. And uh, in the 1960s, by the way, if things changed a little bit. The Democrats shifted the focus to include not only socialist thoughts and theories, but also opposition to biblical morality to replace, be replaced with situational ethics. That's what the Humanist Manifesto had called for in the 1930s. 
By the 1960s, they had been teaching enough in the schools to actually flip a switch, if you will. And if anybody living at the time knows, it was almost like an overnight change uh, in America. But that's also when drugs began invading first our campuses and then our homes. The sexual revolution was glorified and headlines began to read, God is dead. Matter of fact, the April 8th, 1966 issue of Time magazine, that was a title in big red letters, Is God Dead? Now, foreign policy differences are just as stark. America's enemy at the time, I'm talking about the time we're talking about the uh, uh, 60s, the 50s, 60s, uh, 70s, uh, 80s. Uh, during that time, the uh, uh, America's enemy was the Soviet Union. Democrats seemed to fear America, by the way, as much as they did the USSR. The chant from the left was, better red than dead, meaning better to be a communist and alive than a patriot and dead. So the foreign policy Democrats which was also favored by the media, was known by the acronym MAD, M-A-D, or Mutually Assured Destruction. Now, if anyone recalls, and anybody saw the movie uh, War Games with Matthew Broderick, uh, that was the premise of that movie. If you remember, the, the machine started playing tic-tac-toe and then discovered it couldn't win, Mutually Assured Destruction, because it couldn't win, then all of a sudden this machine learned that the war is futile. Well, that's, uh, that was a Democrat philosophy. If we could make sure that nobody could win this war, then they would be afraid to shoot fire on each other because they did not want America to be stronger than the Soviet Union, and they feared that. Uh, the Republican foreign policy, however, was different. Their policy was peace through strength. Now, that... And that's, if anybody remembers, that's what Ronald Reagan said a lot, the president uh, at the time in the 80s. And it was that policy that led directly to the fall of the Soviet Union and the end of the Cold War. The Republicans under Reagan, they built up the military. That forced the Soviet Union to try and keep pace. But the Republicans had an unfair advantage over the, the Soviet Union. And that advantage was capitalism. Soviet socialist policies could not keep pace with America's capitalist policies, and the people behind the Iron Curtain were yearning for freedom. And uh, because of that, that combination led to the fall of the Berlin Wall and the end of the Cold War. So the Cold War is over in the early 90s. So now what? What do we do now that we've lost our enemy? Well, there's going to be a new enemy. Our two political parties no longer had that common enemy. And just as the Democrats were just as afraid, were, were afraid of America during the Cold War, uh, now that the war had been won, they uh, continued to fear their own country. They had to find a new enemy, and they found that new enemy in the Republican Party, which still held to, in their opinion, the wrong economic system, capitalism, and the wrong morality, biblical. So the focus of the Democrat Party was then turned inward to fight the evils as they saw them at home. Now, when the terrorists attacked, Democrat leadership, do you remember who they blamed? They blamed America. You may recall Obama going on his, what is, was called his World Apology Tour, where he, would, uh, he told world leaders that America was the problem and that he would change that. By the way, remember when Trump came along? What was one of the biggest things that Trump said that really fired up a lot of Americans who did not agree that America was the problem? Um, Trump said America first. 
the Democrats' hatred for Trump was unlike anything we'd ever seen before. Now, we'd seen a lot of stuff in the past. You know, there was a lot of stuff going on all the way back to Jefferson and Hamilton, you know. But this is a little bit different. Uh, their, their contempt for a man who put America first that held to traditional values, he also personified capitalism, was more than they could take. Therefore, they had to get rid of him however they could. They tried one thing they tried was the Russia hoax, but that fell because it was, well, a hoax. They tried the Ukraine phone call, but that fell because their own vice president at the time, Joe Biden, had actually done what they accused Trump of doing. So then they had to make sure that he wasn't going to be reelected. But that would be difficult to pull off since he was so popular with Americans who were unaffected by the power of the media, which was most of them. <laughs> Therefore, they had to rig the election. And anybody who was uh, stayed up election night and you saw these polls shut down and all of a sudden these polls shut down these major Democrat cities and then when they, they fired back up, all of a sudden uh, Biden went from being behind to being in the lead, you know, <laughs> in one fell swoop, swoop. Yeah, there's something going on there. And not only was there something going on there, we actually have the evidence for it. Now, if you happen to be one of these people that listens to the mainstream media, you might not be aware of that because they're not telling you that. But yes, we do have the evidence that there was a massive amount of corruption in this past presidential election. So the enemy of the, of the uh, Democrat Party, it's not the socialist as it is for the Republican Party. It's not the socialist because they are the socialist. Their enemy is not radical Islam. Because remember, they believe that America created radical Islam due to our pro-Israeli stance, which, by the way, is rooted in our biblical heritage, which they consider to be evil. The enemy is not China. After all, China is a socialist country. To the Democrats, the enemy is much closer to home. The great enemy of the Democrat Party is the Republican Party, and in particular, conservative Christians who follow God's word and who love their country. Since the Democrat Party believes Republican conservatives are their biggest enemies, would they resort to violence to get their way? <laughs> well, the answer to that is an obvious yes. I mean, look at the, the, the riots that have been going on. Look at the, how they be, have been defended by the Democrat Party. Even look at what Hillary Clinton said. You know, she said there will not be so, no more civil discourse and t uh, civil, uh, civil civility, excuse me. She said there will no longer be any civility until we are back in power. Yes, they will do it by force. Socialists have a history of doing things by force. You know, if you look at the uh, communist countries, they did it by force. If you look at Nazi Germany, which was a socialist country, Hitler did it by force. You know, a lot of them do it by force. Uh, if they want to, and in America, we have a constitution, and that constitution limits government. That's going to become a problem. That's going to become a problem, which we're going to, by the way, we're going to talk about next week, is that. But the, uh, the differences, are the differences in the political parties enough to lead to a future civil war? On this one, you had to check the box uh, yes, because the evidence would suggest so. The evidence of, again, the Democrat Party is espousing violence to get their way. And they have been doing that for a while now. Defund the police? Why would you want to defund the police? You want to defund the police so you can get rid of the police that exists now and replace it with your own police force. 
It was kind of like what Hitler did uh, there in the Nazi Germany. Whenever they got rid of the police, they defunded the police there, if you will. And then what they did was they had the brown shirts come in. And the brown shirts would, uh, were like thugs, and they would beat people up to get them to, to tow the party line. You know, Antifa, which is supposed to be anti-fascist, is really a fascist organization. You know, what, what the Democrats have done, they have combined communism with, uh, with fascism, and it's resulted in globalism. That's what they're trying to do. And so, therefore, the enemy of the Democrat Party is really the only people holding them back from implementing these policies are the Republican Party and, in particular, the conservative Christians. So, again, like I said, next week we're going to look at the issue of the Constitution, follow that by the first ten amendments, uh, the Bill of Rights, to see what the Democrat Party uh, says about that. Could we actually be heading toward a civil war? Well, turn in next week and you'll find out about what the parties, where they stand on the uh, Constitution. So thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget to visit my website, revolutionaryinsights.com. Uh, so you can send me an email if you'd like uh, to mention a topic or that you'd like me to speak about or make a comment of some kind. It's at Bill Hawkins at revolutionaryinsights.com. Again, thank you for listening and have yourself a great week.